0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 33 of the Fitness Devil Podcast. Today's guest is Joey Persia. We're going to talk to him about his book, Why Do You Hate Money? Uh, his career in the fitness industry and how he transitioned into working with other fitness professionals with uh, copywriting and marketing. Uh, we get into some of the stuff he's written about the problem with overpromising and under-delivering in the fitness industry. We get into a fable of two wolves. You got to hang out and find out what that's all about. A lot of change mindset stuff. And we also get into some book recommendations and just a few other concepts that uh, it becomes a really fun conversation. So stick around and enjoy.
1: Shut up and sit down.
0: Hi, uh, welcome to the Fitness Devil Podcast. Uh, today's guest, Joey Persia, is pretty unique among our guests so far to date. We have a little over thirty episodes, in that he's now a former fitness professional, not currently training and coaching people, but he actually does spend a lot of time working with fitness professionals as a copywriter and a marketing consultant. Uh, and we will dig we will dig in and draw from some of his fitness wisdom, uh, along with talking about his book. Why do you hate money? Okay. Welcome, Joey. Thanks for having me. Cool. So I guess uh, we jump right into this stuff. Uh, I'm sure you tell your fitness origin story a lot, but could you at least provide a brief summary of your fitness career and how you transition into your current work helping other fitness professionals?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So I started, I mean, like I'm sure most people uh, in the industry, they either fitness has been a part of their life uh like their entire life or some big change and then they got into it like last minute and and then that's what they're doing now because they're trying to share it i was the former um i've had like it's always been a part of my life in some way or another whether it's like um starting karate when i was real little and like playing all these other sports and doing that for years and and then skateboarding forever and like being a sponsored skateboarder and then um boxing and yeah and boxing um, like I fought for a while. Uh, and then I, from there, it was just like during that time, that's when I, I figured out like, Oh, I can go to school for this. And like, this is what I can get paid to do. Um, so I went to school for exercise science. I got my undergrad and and graduate degree in exercise science. Um, and then from there it was just, uh, internships with, um, some pretty well-known coaches. Uh, like I worked with Brock and Drears for a while and, uh, Internet Westside Barbell. Um, and then from there it was just like, I did, um, boutique fitness stuff. So like high end one-on-one training, some small group stuff. Um, and then during that time I was building my online business and I, I did that for a while as well. So I've, I've been around a lot in the industry. our <laughs> second guest who's been a
0: Westside intern. We had, uh, we had Jordan side on here a few episodes, yeah. episodes ago. So
1: he's done that as well both west yeah, side yeah that's actually so when when jordan was interning at west side it was like the summer right before i was so that's actually uh when we became friends which i mean looking back like that was years ago now cuz we were both in college um
2: who's stronger but yeah
1: that's actually how we became friends because like <laughs> he was inter there and i was like yo bro like i'm going there uh it was in like a couple months i'm like Where'd you like how'd you find a place to live, basically? Because <laughs> I had to live up there for the summer. And then we just became really good friends. Who who lives <laughs> who lifts more? Uh well, I mean <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> well, well now, I don't know. Like I mean I still uh like I what was is four times body weight at deadlift or three yeah, three or did, four. You think four times body weight, yeah. He's freaky four, strong. Yeah, for my, like my best was like three point like three three or three four. Like it was my best deadlift was like uh six hundred. Um, when I was, uh, I'm trying to think what weight class that was. When I, I don't know, but yeah, he, his deadlifts is definitely shorter than mine. Like yeah, that's shit. just ridiculous. Shit. I did the math one time because uh, uh, w- when I competed, and I lifted six. He was like, "Dude, that's awesome!" And then I did the math one time, and I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be like it was like 700 or like seven foot close to 800 for me." I'm like, "Yeah, we're like it's a that's a bit different, <laughs> dude." <laughs> you get these, like, you get these just crazy. You
0: get these freaks like like guys like Gary Cressy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like I was, uh, like I was going to explode when, when I, I did six. And like I think I was, I'm pretty sure it's one. I competed in 198, but I was only one. I only weighed like 190. Um,
2: I try to tell people like when I was powerlifting, it's like everything over 400 is just heavy and like you just feel like you're going to explode. They're like, what does it feel like to lift that much weight? Like, it, just, it just sucks.
1: It all sucks. It's hard. It's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: Joey, if it makes you feel any better, my best ever deadlift is a 585 and you know how big I am in relative terms. So uh, you've got me and I weigh more than you, even if you do look like literally a smaller version of The Rock. So
2: <laughs> You got bad leverages. What? You me? got short, short arms. I don't have short arms. Short for your like how tall you are, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's let's backtrack here. I heard skateboarding. <laughs> I know that's totally not. But like you were a sponsored skateboarder. Like, did I get that yes. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was like flow for. Um, I got stuff from DC like local a local shop. Awesome. Um, yeah. So it was sweet. I skated for oh man a long time. Uh, it brought me many different places from like just traveling on my own. And I took a cross country trip with my buddy just to skate. And we ended up like where we just like slept in the car or just met people like cool dudes. And then we just like hang out with them and stay at their place. And just we skated. It was just like a, a big trip for like two or two or three months. Uh, and we met like awesome people, like met people within like the like Quicksilver company and crew and like all these other places. So we got to like skate their warehouses, like in the middle of the night, like it was just crazy being from the East coast. And it was like, yeah. you can only skate certain times because it like the weather and it's just, it's just so rugged and, and it's just so different. And then like over there it'd be like one in the morning and they'd be like, Hey, you guys want to go skate? And like they call a bunch of your friends and just go to some spot and just skate all night. Cause like you can do that out there.
2: <laughs> well, that was like one of the big things in like a lot of those skateboard documentaries. They all, they all go out to the West coast and just, well, yeah. Skate life. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, sweet. Let's go back over the fit. I guess that's sort of fitness, but l- yeah, let's start it's... talking about things that you're, well, you're not skating now. You're, you're writing books no. and doing stuff. <laughs> um, we have a lot of trainers and fitness enthusiasts, like we talked about. Um, and you're a marketer and copywriter. So could you kind of explain how your work benefits, I guess, the end fitness consumer and how, I guess, teaching trainers and coaches to market and sell themselves is actually better for the client in the end?
1: Yeah. So are, um, are your listeners mostly coaches or they're uh, just mostly just fitness enthusiasts? It really I mean, seems bo- to split down the middle. We've got a lot of both. Yeah, oh, and then I would say 50-50. What
0: always happens too is, you know, when things get shared on social media, a lot of the people that actually know you first, they are probably going to find their way into this and listening as well. And they're going to know who you are and what you're doing anyway.
1: Yeah. 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 Awesome. So like, um, well, Basically, I mean, I got in. So, if you don't know what copywriting is, um, it's just a, a, a complicated way of saying it. It, they're just it's just words. So it's like how you communicate a message to someone. That's all it is. Um, broken down in like the simplest form, it's just it's just communication. So, if whether you're a coach or if you're just like not a coach, but you just like fitness and just you have a job in your life, um, you have relationships in your life, you have Things that you do and, and improving your communication and the ability to like persuade people, um, benefits you. And I don't say that in a way of like, like persuading in like an evil, uh, diabolic way. Like it's, it's the better you can communicate and you learn how people work and psychology works. Um, you will just live a more enjoyable life. Like that's what it comes down to. Um, because you're just, you're able to make yourself happy, you're you're able to make other people happy, you're able to help other people that you wouldn't have been able to before, and um, it it really just all comes down to communicating a message.
2: Well, one of those things is, I was actually reading through some of your blogs, and I've been kind of diving back into psychology, I might go back to school, but I'm like reading it, and I'm like, man, this guy knows how to get my attention, because not that I wouldn't have read it anyways, but I was more interested in what I wanted to find based on how you would structure things, and it's like you said, like. I guess if people tune out because you're not getting your message across, then you don't get to give your message, which hopefully is, is good. Yeah. I guess you can go the other way and it can be bad, yeah. but... If anybody yeah. goes
0: and follows Joey on uh, his Facebook especially, it's really great. Everything that you write is extraordinarily attention-grabbing. So it's an application of all the stuff that you're teaching other people how to do. And you're a good follow, Sully. You write a lot of great great stuff that is engaging. So any of our listeners who are finding out who you are for the very first time, guys, I can't encourage you enough. You actually really should go and follow Joey, especially if you're a fitness professional, because his content is going to help you guys a ton. And that's why we brought him on this show today.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So like, I, I think it's... Um important, like I, the the way I write and like, whether it's the content that I'm putting on Facebook, I, I write that stuff because it's like a, a part of my life. So like I talk about the things that I enjoy, but then I, the things that I also know I can help people with. So like, we're definitely going to get into, um, like some of the, cause I I do talk about like mindset stuff a lot. Um, and it's a lot of it is because this is the stuff that helped me. Uh, And the same thing with um, with copywriting and marketing like I learned how to do this stuff or I forced myself to learn how to do this stuff because I told myself I didn't know how to market and I told myself I didn't want to learn how to market because that was what slimy people did and they were just screwing people over and like that hurt my business for a long time and I wasn't able to help the people that I should have been able to help um, just because of some simple like stupid thing that like you know, must have happened to me somewhere along the lines where I decided that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> so I talk about this stuff because it was like important to me, and that's like I'm always, always learning. Like I know you guys are too. Yeah. Um, well, and that, you know that it's just like it's just being curious about life is what, uh, like that. That's how you're successful. It's just think, being curious about.
0: I think a lot of trainers and fitness professionals actually do exactly what you did, and I think I had the same phase where you think about sales as being bad uh and you don't stop to understand that in the end of the day you've got people coming to you who may be desperate they may be struggling with their weight they don't have the knowledge or the tools and it's important to realize that part of your job is actually to get through them to the point where if you believe in yourself and your skill set that you actually have to help them and a lot of people will walk away from an experience where the, the trainer the coach is is insecure about selling they're tentative they're nervous uh, they meet an objection and they say, oh, okay, cool. And then the person walks out and there's a sense of relief because you're, as a trainer, you're out of that situation that you're nervous about. But mm-hmm. if that person walks away and that they never get the help or the guidance that they're looking for, you actually contributed to them going back down that road that they're already on where they're gaining weight, they're getting unhealthier over the long term. So, you know, in a sense, we have a, an obligation to help these people, especially if they're finding us and getting in front of us. And again, if you are a better seller, if you're a better communicator, it's not a sleazy bad thing. Some people certainly are, but
1: we are doing <laughs> yeah. a peop-
0: We There's lots of it in our industry. Joey's yeah, not. Absolutely. Joey's not. And, and we have an obligation. That's point. I mean,
1: that's also, it's a great point because um, <clears throat> one way to think about it is if, like, you are actually good, they're going to go to someone else who is just a better salesman, even if their product or their service is not better. So like they're, if they have this problem, they're going to find someone to help them. Like whether it's today, tomorrow, five years from now, they're going to try something. Um, and if, if they just go to some like $14 ebook, that's not going to help them because like they actually need coaching and accountability as opposed to just like having the personality to to be able to, to, to follow a, you know, follow a, a book. Um, like you're, 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 you're not helping them. Like you're, you're, you're just like pushing them off to the side. Like screw you. You like figure it out on your own. And it's, it's hard to, to really understand that. And like it's, it's easy to, to say that and be like, no, yeah, you have like, you have an obligation. And like, you know, like I know selling is not bad. Um, but like on a deep level, if you have some weird, uh, relationship with money and selling, it's really hard to actually understand it. Like it takes a long time. It took me a really long time. And honestly, like I still have that in some cases.
2: Well, and, and actually, let's touch on that just for some of our, our, I guess we'll call them trainers that are listening or starting their own businesses. What kind of was that path that you took to kind of change that mindset? Because obviously, I'm just thinking about it here and I'm like, I kind of have that mindset too. And like, I need to get better <laughs> at it. Like, what was your process for switching over to kind of, I guess, where you're at now?
1: Uh it's a lot. Well, one is funny. Like a lot of the, a, a big reason I, I really dove deep into copywriting was because it was, it allowed me to learn how to sell without having to do it face to face. Yeah. Um, which to me, cause that was the weird part. That was the scary part. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can write this thing. And I didn't have some problem like writing this and going through the same process. But like when it came face to face and talking to someone, that was harder for me. So that was actually like a crutch for a while. But other than that, it was, it was, um, honestly it was the, it was a lot of the like understanding that I had that weird thing, like the, this weird belief around it. Um, and it was, a combination of listening to things like kind of, kind of like this and other people talking about it and like repeatedly saying like, this isn't a bad thing. Like, you know, this is the truth about it. And, and also people around me being like, dude, like get your shit together. Like you need to start doing this better because like, you know, this is, this is the path that you're going down. Like you need to help more people. And like it, it was really the people around me. Like, that that was the biggest thing to me.
2: Enough people said it and you're like, okay.
1: <laughs> it's
2: like one person yeah, says yeah. It, you're like, yeah, fuck off and then like literally everyone says it you're like, okay, maybe yeah. maybe it's yeah. maybe it's me.
1: <laughs> In the yeah, end, well and, and that and that's the thing is realizing like it was just me and like the kind of the way I was brought up and um yeah, and a lot, like a lot of people have that and it's 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 just I basically have and continue to uh brainwash myself and like remind you know <laughs> remind myself that that's not good
0: <laughs> i think
1: ah. that um
0: uh, how do i want to phrase this if a fitness professionals continue to think of sales as a bad thing they're really just doing themselves a disservice and their potential clientele to services we went over. I, I res- recently read a book and I think it might have been something that you posted and, and where I got it from, The Ultimate Sales Machine, Chet Holmes. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. It, I, did you post that recently? Because I swear that's what I, I don't. I don't know, but I might have. Yeah. definitely an awesome book. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, it sounds slick and greasy, but then you actually get in the book. It's actually brilliant. It's not about salesmanship or, or any of the slick sort of stuff that we, we think it is. It's actually just a lot about building a business and being smart systems and service, mm-hmm. which translates yeah. into better sales. So it's about changing that mindset. Yeah. So yep, let's, I, I got into a whole bunch of stuff that you'd posted and I pulled a few questions out of it. And one of the things I really jumped out at me is you recently noted a tendency for some fitness pros to over promise and under deliver. What would you say to the industry to change this behavior and what should p- potential customers actually be wary of when they see fit, fit pros and their messages?
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, uh... I think I, I forgot how I posted that. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was actually something in my book and someone said, were like, this was surprisingly good. And I was like, surprisingly good. <laughs> Did you think it was going to be crappy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of made a joke about it, but yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, uh, so that there, there's a fine line between, like we said, we're kind of, there's two different schools of thought for most, most trainers. It's like one that they just promise the world to people. Um, and they're just like, s- just sell super hard and don't have a great product or service. And then on the other side of things, uh, it's people who do have that, that you know, great product or service. They care a lot. Um, like, like that, what they want to help as many people as they can, but they just, they don't sell enough. So I just think it's a fine line. Like, um, one, you, you just can't make, um, outrageous, bold claims legally, um, because you can't get in trouble <laughs> like that's just what it comes down to um that's why you see more like as companies get bigger it's funny they start putting claims like these results aren't guaranteed like stuff like that because when it comes to like the fcc you, you can't make those claims so that's like on the legal side of it um <clears throat> but i think it, it really and and with sales it's about showing people you know, the gap of, of where they are right now and like their problems and then how you can help solve their problems. And basically, um, it's, it's just like the results you can get them from there. So it's, it's not necessarily selling, um, losing X amount of weight. It's, it's helping them realize the feeling that they're going to get from losing X amount of weight. It's, it's the things that they're going to be able to do that they can't do before. Um, you know, does that make sense?
2: Absolutely, it does. Yeah, like skateboard.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Um. Now, so let's let's take it a little further. What uh, What should consumers really be wary of in messages from the fitness industry? What's What's the dangerous stuff that should be a red flag? Oh,
1: how do you find well, the bad
2: ones? That's what he's asking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I I would be wary of people not sharing stories. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> like tons of before and afters um, and all this stuff, but not actually sharing the story. And, and because a lot of the time, like you have no idea what that person went through. Like uh, you don't know like what their situation was like before. You don't know what their life was like. Um, you don't know any of that stuff. And just seeing like a before and after picture or just constantly someone bombarding you with before and afters, which they don't, kind of talk about their clients and they don't, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to explain that. It's like, I think that's authentic. You're
2: missing
0: uh, a lot of context in each situation. Anyway,
2: one, one thing I saw yours was like, we'll talk about stories for a second, but like, just to find out like who you really are. You had that one about like, I think it was the tattoo one um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And again, like you go deep into that, but like it, that is a personal story that like a lot of people can relate to. And, and a lot of these people, if they're motivated by just money and only, they're not going to tell those stories because they're not going to have a story that's going to, I guess, get the people that they want. So they just flash it with all these results and their six pack abs. They're not willing to kind of go deeper.
1: Yeah. I, I, it, it's hard because, um, like, <clears throat> as a consumer, like you can get, you can get results from a lot of different programs and a lot of different people, but um, you have to be very aware of like what the relationship is going to be like. And like I said, it, it kind of your personality. So uh, going back to like buying an ebook type of thing, if there's this company and all they sell is like ebooks, um, like if you know, you can't like you have in, in all the years past, you've had trouble sticking to like sticking to this program like, you know, something's missing. It's, and if you talk to a coach, it's like that for you in this circumstance, it's, it's the accountability. And it's like having, it might be being in a group environment. Um, it might be, you know, whether it's the accountability of like training in person or online, just, just some sense. So like, if you just go to some like book and just buy that, like that's not going to help you. So I think it's, it's being self-aware of what you need as well. Um, as opposed to just, Thinking that you're really missing something huge, uh, like some some weird little trick that's gonna get you to the the place you want to be.
2: Well, that's, I guess, a lot of our job is to kind of make people feel self aware or like that self realization part of it. Because yeah, like if they're just following blindly, they're not actually getting to the root of the problem. And I guess like. Would be guides or trainers like or if we can kind of point them in that direction then they're going to be more willing to make a change and make that leap which ultimately is going to help them
1: yeah, yeah. um
2: one thing that <laughs> andrew does a lot of research on this stuff and, and i didn't actually find this one but the fable of feeding two wolves um uh, yeah <laughs> you touched on it uh could you could you kind of explain this fable and and how this lesson is so important to everyone i guess in their lives and their careers
1: yeah. Um, I love it. So <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I mean, it goes a couple different ways. So like I rewrote about it recently. I did like email a post or whatever. Um, because I actually heard about it in like a different way. Like I actually heard the story in a different way. Um, but really like the, the, the big one that you might have heard before was just, um, like a, basically an old turkey chief. I uh, was talking to, I don't know, his, his son or, or something. And it was, he basically said, um, I, I have a fight going on inside me and it's constant. Um, he said, you know, there, there's two wolves and, and one is evil. He's angry. Um, he's filled with regret, greed, he's arrogant. Um, he just feels resentment and, and he's just like self doubtful and he just has this huge ego. Um, and then he said the, the other wolf, he's filled with joy, um, love peace you know he he filled with empathy and generosity he tells the truth he's compassionate uh, and all this stuff and he said you have the same fight going on inside of you and the the boy said um well which wolf wins and he simply said it's it's the wolf you feed um, and that just comes down to like i said with everything with mindset it's it's just like what you believe and, and what you are constantly doing and, and feeding yourself with whether it's um, in taking information, people around you, things you're reading, that is, it's, it comes, like, that's who you become is, is, you know, what, what you're always taking it. Um, so I just love it. And it's just being like, that. that's the wolf you feed. Like that's, you, you feed the bad, you turn into the bad, you feed the good, you, you turn into the good. Now, I've
0: encountered this in my life, you know, numerous occasions in different venues where, you know, I, I've channeled, energy either in a very big way or in a very very small way maybe in a workplace into negativity being drawn Mm -hmm. into other people's negativity and and drama and that sort of stuff and that you look back on those things you realize that none of that stuff does you any good you know getting involved in in the gossip or the drama of workplace but when you pour your efforts and energy into the positives of career uh, you know, especially since I left my old commercial gym workplace and I've been out on my own, I've spent much more time around, like, obviously, Dean and I started this podcast and, and, uh, the yeah. owners of L2, his employers, Land and Laura, are really great people in <laughs> some of our community. These are positive, uh, focused people. They're more interested in going to conferences, you know, where you and I met down at, uh, Luca Josevar's Vigor Ground, uh, fitness and business summit, which was fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. and you put those kind of efforts into these type of things and you just you're, you're happier you're putting your career is certainly going to take off for someone who's interested in the fitness industry and if we go to to the enthusiasts on this one you know guys if you're putting your effort into following fitness professionals who have positive messages if you're spending time around your friends and people who are putting energy into good places then good things are going to come of that
2: well i think it comes back to that whole idea too of what we talked about being self-aware mm-hmm. um Feeding two wolves is, is, I guess you, you can go one way or the other, but a lot of people aren't aware in the moment of what they're feeding. So it's, it's that whole idea of realizing what, what, what the wolves are. <laughs> because, yeah. you, you know <laughs> what I mean? And then going down that path. Cause you would probably argue, Andrea, that when you're in that shit, didn't even realize it sometimes, you know?
0: Sometimes you don't. Yeah. No, sometimes you get drawn into it really easily or, you know, you get focused on things that are, sometimes they're beyond your control. And you get caught up in this stuff. But now I'm just going to think yeah. about a
2: freaking chief now, man. Every time like something happens, I'm like, what's the chief feeding? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, well, like, that's a, it's a great point. It's, it's really hard. Um, like sometimes you don't know. And um, and sometimes it's just really hard to get out of because like, like you said, in your case, it, it could be your job. Um, it could be people that you really care about in your life, like you have relationships with. Um, and they, like, they might not be bad people. I'm not saying they're bad people, but, um, they might have tendencies, uh, that cause you to feed that, bad wolf and you start having a bad outlook on life and, um, just like negative and, and yeah, it, it gets bad fast. Um, but when you start, like you can, and, and. Honestly, man, like I, you can like brainwash yourself into anything you want. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And and it's like, we start doing that more and start just, uh, whether it's spending time with those people or just, if you can't, or I, I I don't like to say that because there is people around you, like wherever you are. Um, they might not be in fitness or whatever, but there's people doing things that you can do and they, someone, they can add value in your life in some way. So that's another thing I talk about sometimes. Is like, um, each and every one of my relationships with people, um, they add value to my life. And that doesn't, I don't necessarily mean a monetary value. Um, it's just they, they have a quality in them that I enjoy and that, that makes me feel better. That makes me better when I'm around them. So, um, I have like some friends. It is. They're super su- successful in business and like I look up to them and I love being around them because they're just bright minds. Um, and there's other people who are just like, hilarious human beings. Um, and I like, they just bright my day and they just make my life better. And I, I love the feeling like of being around them. Um, and there's other people who just like inspire me in different ways. So there's like, you choose the, when it comes down to it, it's like, choose, uh, the people around you and what you intake uh, into your life. Like make sure you vet that very clearly. Well, we've really danced all
0: over this. Let's take it a step further. Like a lot of your messages encompass mindset, uh, and a lot of change mindset, uh, self determination within a lot of those messages. Would you explain how explain the importance of this uh, trying to make a positive career or life change?
1: Yeah. Um, So, I think the the reason I I, I try to share that message is because like that's something that I, except like I I, something I struggled with for a while and it's um, the the big thing that like I try to get across with the messages like with that stuff is like no one's gonna change it for you like yeah. you have to do it um, so there's a lot of the belief side of things, which we kind of talked about. And it's like, um, you know who you feed or or like what wolf you feed and how you think about yourself. And, um, yeah, just like the, the thought of it. Like, um, when people just say like, you know, just wish it and it comes true. Like that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm on the other, like I'm on the side of things where you, you, you need both. Like you need to do that, but you also need to work your fucking ass off to get what you want and like get where you want.
0: So it's not like the book um, The Secret, uh, which I've never read, but people talk about. Apparently, the end of it is you just wish for it and it happens. Which I like hate that. that
1: which sounds like fucking bullshit. You know, to me. I, I actually haven't uh, I haven't read it either or, or watched a movie, but I'm actually like super interested in it now, just because I'm I I've been it's funny you say that I've been so much on the other side of things where for so long of just like just, just grind it out, dude. Like yeah. just like just put your head down, go forward, like figure it out. Um, whereas I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of benefit on the other side of things as well, as far as, um, like mental rehearsal of things like in sport, like I've experienced that in sport. Um, but I, I didn't do that on the other side of things. I didn't do that with my business. I didn't do that with, um, just personal qualities that, that I wanted to, to learn and things I wanted to get better at. So I think, like, I'm, I, I'm actually more interested in that. Like, I'll never lose the, you got to fucking grind out of it. You you definitely got to do it. Like, you, de- you, do, like, you have I, to do the work. I get
2: what you're saying, though. Like, even when I was playing college football and stuff, like, they would teach you, like, visualization, like, go through winning in your head and, like, go through the catch or whatever it is. And, like, I would agree. I don't think most people do that for, we'll call it their career afterwards. Like, it's hammered in sports. Like, there's, yeah. there's like, sports psychology. There's textbooks on it. But, like, when it comes to, like, career and grinding and, and like, goals and stuff, like, you're right that that has a huge application for it, especially that self-talk. Positive. Yeah. Positive
0: visualization. So, like Arnold Schwarzenegger famous for this stuff. And obviously he's an example of success. Mm-hmm. I think the line is you, you can visualize this stuff as a mental preparation, like yeah. you said, but it's a mental preparation that is followed up by feeding the work, shit out of the, work, the wolf. Right? I, you, <laughs> yeah. you can't accomplish anything just by wishing, wishing and prayers and that sort of stuff. Uh, that shit doesn't work. But if it, if the, all that positive visualization proceeds then a lot of work because it's preparation, then it, it leads to a lot of success. And I think that's fairly well documented. And I, I even researched, yeah. I've read a lot of books that talk about this sort of thing. So I think they go hand in hand, but it's, it's all part of mm-hmm. a bigger package.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that, that's the thing. That's why I think it's really important to like it, the, the mindset stuff is important too. Um, Cause I think there's just so many people have think like you said, things that have, they're wounded children in some sort of way. And something that happened to them is like, that's a big part of what's holding them back.
2: Well, That goes down to like uh-huh. basic psychology and like growing up and all this stuff. And I guess you can call it finding their why, but essentially the whole point goes back to making them realize what that is. And then they have to make the choice at the end of the day. You can force them through, let's just say a workout or force them on a diet, but unless they actually figure <laughs> the fuck out, we'll even go back to the wolf. They figure out what the wolf is. <laughs> like they're yeah. not going to make, that change and I guess yeah. that's kind of our job and your job as a writer is kind of just to kind of kind of point people in the right direction to kind of understand what that goal and mindset is
1: exactly yep. um
2: much so we had Jordan side on here recently and a funny story it's going through my head is like you sound like Jordan
1: no, oh, I've never heard that. I don't know. I don't they're, they're I totally that.
2: random. You sound like Jordan. You're, you're not Jordan. They're not dissimilar. Yeah. <laughs> they, you, you both went the west side. Jordan's a little <laughs> bit stronger, I guess, four times. Your th- um, so your, your work and your media are loaded with positive messages, expressions of gratitude. You guys are very similar in your approach. Um, what power do you feel such, we'll call it relentless positivity? Um, How has it played on on your work and, and your career? And I guess your writing career.
1: Uh, yeah. So I, uh, a lot of those messages I selfishly do for myself, yeah. um, because that is me feeding my good wolf. Um, and I know I'm a better person when I do that and I know I can like help more people. And I know that the people that I enjoy being around and I care about, um, they like that side of me more than the other side. So Part of it is that, and like, me sharing that message puts me around more of those people, and it gets more of those people into my world, as opposed to, um, the bad world. So, it's, I, like, it has a huge impact, um, because that's me creating my world that, you know, the world that I want to be a part of, as opposed to just, like, going some other way, which, you know, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> well, you've essentially <laughs> you know established,
2: I mean? like, You'll probably find yourself thinking of of certain things and realize that, that that's not the way to go. And you're like, "Good wolf, good wolf, feed that." It's, it's, it's funny we're talking about this yeah. wolf. Like, so what we do usually is we'll, we'll like write things down during podcasts just to kind of get a title. And like, your title is going to definitely have something to do with feeding freaking wolves. And there's going to be you, there's going to be a picture of you feeding like a wolf
0: something. Well, I'm playing with the idea. Well, whatever the graphic comes up with, it's either going to be your. Face smashed into uh, like Kevin Costner with dances with wolves, or maybe it's like Liam Neeson's The Gray. But oh, it has to be because, the Gray. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've got it because uh, I, of course we do this sort of thing. We had uh, Doctor Spencer Nadolski on recently, and uh, he he referred to on his <clears throat> Instagram how someone called him Doctor Fuckwad. He didn't agree with him, and so <laughs> didn't agree we, with him. Like we, we took Doctor Fuckwad, Doctor Spencer's face, put him on Doctor Strange, and called the title of the episode Doctor Fuckwad and it was downloaded massively and then I saw you were on a podcast recently uh, where you were plugged into the picture on Goodfellas oh so.
1: yeah that was so funny I cracked up I was like this is the greatest <laughs> podcast cover I've seen because I love that movie that's <laughs> like my
2: favorite that's my top that's my well, second favorite yeah. movie other than Departed it's such a good movie yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. We, uh, and so we would go with this that we see that you know, someone else did the same sort of thing with you so it's like we've been just continuing with this trend it's been it's been fun it, it, it grabs people's attention and you know if it grabs someone's attention and get them listening to you and what you have to say then you know it's totally worth it yeah
2: and
1: it's yeah it's like you said it's fun um
2: it. i guess let's let's even go here so like again we have a lot of fitness enthusiasts and i guess career fitness professionals um Let's just kind of dig into your brain on how you can kind of give them something actionable. So can you kind of state one thing that you did or you prioritized within your career, fitness career, that you feel led to a lot of your career success? I know we touched on a little bit, but just like something that they can take and you're like, you know what? That's fucking good shit. I'm doing that today.
1: Um, <clears throat> Practice. So uh, both sides. Coaching side of it um, and Fitness enthusiasts just trying to whatever your goal is get stronger, um, add more muscle, get shredded. Whatever it is, um, I think it's practice and looking at practice as an opportunity to get better. So, with all of my um, say, copywriting coaching clients, and not necessarily the, the the clients that I'm doing the work for them, and then they come to me, um, they're like, "Hey, like, how do I get better at writing?" So, to to preface this, like. I write for a living. That's what I do. I write my, I market. Um, I was a terrible writer in school. Uh, I hated it. Uh, I was not good. My grades were not good. I just didn't enjoy it at all. Um, the way I learned how to get better, like anything was just practice. Um, because I'm a firm believer that like everything is a learnable skill. It's just the, the time and the effort that you put into it. Um, so I think if, if you know writing and you want to get better, or you want to write better, you want to um, get better on video, you want to get stronger. It's all like skill and preparation. So just the more you can practice it, the better. No, and even sense. if it's that and even if that includes the like we just said the visualization stuff, because like you can't going back to deadlifting um we'll say this for the, the fitness enthusiast side like the more you can practice the, the, the deadlift like you get to a certain point you can get strong just by like putting weights on putting weights on but when for for like a person like me i get injured or i i am injury prone i would say like i i would get injured pretty often um just all sports and everything else playing i can't handle like when i'm deadlifting like three you know close to three and a half times my body weight you can't really lift that too often um without it really taking a toll on your body so when you start getting like really good at something that's when the visualization visual visualization stuff becomes important um so practicing the technique and like all these little things uh once you get to like a certain level like becomes extremely important and the same with writing the same with anything
2: I I, I like that, too, because even if you take a fitness approach to it, like, your body adapts to what you want to do, but it it goes on the same other side of the coin with, we'll call it career or, like, the habits you do or writing, like, writing – I remember the Instagram thing. I, I heard Jordan podcast. He's like, write every day, do a post every day, and like, I fucking hated it. And then now it's not that hard, but I had to literally do it and get my body to kind of grasp on to what it feels like. And now it's not a big deal. Like it's just boom, bang, do it. Um, but at the beginning, you have to kind of give your body a reason to change, make it uncomfortable. Yeah, make it uncomfortable.
1: It's yeah, it's, it's 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 a learnable skill. Like writing is a learnable skill. Creativity is a learnable skill. Yeah. You just have to learn how to link things together and like find things in your brain like it's it's a learnable skill the more you practice it the more you try to do it the better you'll get at it so i just had um a pretty bad like through all the stuff that i did for so long like i've had my fair amount of concussions i just had a really bad one uh the first week of february and i was like by far the worst one like i couldn't get out of bed for a week like i couldn't look at my phone i couldn't read something off a piece of paper for it, it was like six days um and like i had a lot of time to think and it was just like (laughs) it was it was scary as hell um i still have uh, you know i still have some of the side effects like i'm not back to um where it was before but i like throughout that time things like got wired in some weird way got knocked weird and like it it was really hard for me to come up with creative ideas. Like I used to not have, and part of it was, I'm sure like physically something happened in my brain. The other part of it was like, I didn't write for a certain amount of time because I I physically couldn't. Um, and it's, it's just recently, um, I I started doing like, or like recovering from it. I've been doing a lot of like weird brain games, like things you play as a kid and like memory games and stuff. And, um, like just, being very curious about what's around me when I'm like walking or driving and like, uh, just looking at things like outside and trying to come up with like stories and ideas and, um, recalling different situations and, and all of that has brought back at, at least what I feel has brought back, uh, brought me to the position like where I was before yeah. just because like, I was like, Oh my God, like I lost all this stuff. I like, can't write anymore. Like I, I feel like I'm not creative anymore. And then just practicing all that stuff for the couple of weeks, like, I saw the, the neurologist again, like, had a follow-up um, just one day, and he was like, oh, you're doing awesome. Like, this is great. And I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> like, he also did stuff with like, made me feel like crap because he had, like, these tricky games. But, um, yeah, I think it's just, like, it, it, like you said, it's just everything. Is, it's the more you can do it, the better you get at it. Like, you lose, you know, the whole... <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it thing. I think it's like, it's, you don't physically lose everything, but like, it just bit. becomes really hard to do. Um,
2: let's preface that. I would assume your concussions came from the fighting stuff. Cause they're just
1: like, uh, no, this, this one. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause everyone's like, what do you mean you get concussions? He's a, he's a writer. What's he getting concussions from?
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, this one was from, from uh boxing and I was, I was going to fight again this year, um, but obviously not. Yeah. So, yeah, man, this is like my ninth one, eighth or ninth you one. You can't risk another one. It's See, that's crazy. There,
2: yeah. Like, I played football. Well, oh, I, I, like, I know some guys with concussions every, like, few months. But, like, I had two big ones. But, like, they mess you up, man. Like, that's, that's some I would do yeah. I would do bad. Like, I didn't, when I was playing, they didn't even diagnose them. Like, I remember I was seeing stars. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear auditory signals. And, like, I went back and played, didn't want to <laughs> lose my spot. But, like, I did poor in school for a month. <laughs> like well, this, yeah
0: this shit is terrifying and all the stuff coming out now about cte and all these yeah, conversations, conversation hockey and football this shit is terrifying. it's changed
1: now it wasn't even a thing that's back the thing then. yeah it's it's um and i was kind of the same way i'm like yeah whatever like i'm fine like yeah. i've like i said it's i've had like eight or nine like i have eight or nine that i know of that um either put me like out for a little bit or um i think like i've only well those are the major ones but yeah, like, like, I didn't get knocked out in this one. I asked you didn't even like, I just something happened. I, I guess I got called a good shot or it was just an accumulation, but I didn't feel um, I just felt like exhausted. And then about like an hour later, it just started getting worse and worse and worse. And then like, I was like, Oh, man, I don't feel good. I, I'm exhausted. I got to take a nap. I took a nap. And I woke up no. like an hour later. I'm like, Oh, it's a con- no, you can you can sleep. It's okay. <laughs> And I, I woke up, I'm like, oh, this is concussion that I just started throwing up. And like, it was bad. This is like by far the worst one. And uh, like both immediately after and then like, I'm like the side effects were just terrible. Um, and yeah, I'm, and I'm now I'm like, nope, there's no way I'm getting back in the ring again. You probably, you probably fell on your head a few times on
0: that skateboard
1: too. And, and that adds into it.
2: I think, that's, I think that's probably the only thing I didn't
1: get a concussion
2: doing. <laughs> it's like, it's like the wor- well, I'd say boxing is the worst one. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give you some advice. You're a writer, man, and you use your brain for... Don't fight no more, man. Just oh, no. Like, I'm, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I just got back into this fun.
1: We need and more books from you. I, said that. Yeah, well, I know. We'll, it, well, actually, they said it. They're like, <gasps> you're not coming back. I'm like, no, man. Like, I write for a living. I need my brain. And <laughs> I was like, this is just... I'm not doing this
0: anymore. <laughs> I wanted to uh, grab onto what you said about practice and take it a little further because there's a, a point to add to it. Uh, a concept that shows up in a book. Speaking, we'll get into books now in a second. Uh, it's a book uh, called Deep Work, and he talks about the author um, about deliberate practice and how you can't just practice something, but you really have to focus, engage, and and really push yourself as you practice things. And that's one of the keys to gaining mastery over concepts. And then on top of that, a lot of these books hit on the fact that natural innate talent is a very overrated concept. And a lot of it, again, it has to do with practice, that determination to put in the time and effort. Uh, grit, uh, certainly. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, also gets into a lot of this stuff, too. How a lot of it has to do with opportunity that people get in their careers and life and sport and whatever. But just putting in the time and deliberately practicing this, this stuff is... Is really the key to success. So don't, if you feel like, Hey, I'm not naturally talented or I'm not naturally good at something, that's bullshit. And that's a box you're putting yourself into and it's self limiting. Instead, you know, embrace and put in effort into something that you find difficult, but you see value in just like you described your work on writing and, and copyright. Well,
2: and there's a third book. <clears throat> there's a third book. Okay, we're going to talk about his book. <laughs> There's a third book, too, that we're going to talk about.
0: All right, the most important book we're going to talk about today, because we talk about books all the time, is the one you recently wrote, uh, Why Do You Hate Money? <laughs> I was like, uh, what book?
2: What book? Your book, man.
0: It's, it's, it's pretty much on the top of my to-do list. I've got to go pick up a copy. We just don't have them here in the, in the bookstores in Edmonton. Uh, if I don't get one on my flight to Spokane when I go down to Washington, I'm going to order it on Amazon, and it is going to be read right away. But could you explain what the book is about, why you wrote it? And why every fucking person listening to this should move it to the top of their reading queue. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, the book, uh, he said, titles Why Do You Hate Money? It's um, a fitness marketing guide to create content that kills, craft copy that converts, and master the science of selling without selling out. The, the without selling out is the, the most important yeah, part absolutely. of it. So um, again, I, I wrote the book to help people that were in my situation or in a similar situation of like didn't enjoy selling and um, <clears throat> just learning. Learning and showing them how to be able to write in a way that, like I said, communicates a message to someone and and gets them to help, like take an action so they can help them. Um, So it's a lot of it's direct response stuff. So, um, you know, a lot to to buy things or to share your content or, um, you know, it's it's a lot. I talk about, um, I get into email marketing stuff. Um, we do sales pages and sales funnels. So it it is written with fitness in mind, but that's just because those are the examples I use. It's like any business um, can benefit from it. Um, even if you're not in business, you can benefit from it because it's a lot of the first couple of chapters are just, Basically, you know, there's some of like mindset things that are holding you back from getting your message out. Um, there's other things of just like learning how to become a better storyteller. Um, there's like I talked about using things in, in your normal life to weave into stories and, and create some engaging piece of content. Um, yeah. So it's, um, I think it's a great book and, I keep getting messages of people that think it's a great book too. So like we said, it's surprisingly good. Apparently I didn't, I don't do a well enough job selling it, I guess. So no. <laughs> we got some um, reviews no, but, on there. You
2: got, you got Amazon reviews.
1: Like it's doing well. No. Yeah. We, yeah, we got a lot. It's like 30 something now. Um, reviews, but I, and it, it was cool part is it like what I still love is I get pictures uh, pretty much every day of people that, you know, get the book and, Um, that's, you know, that's what they say. Like, dude, this is awesome. I can't believe you, you put all this in a book. Um, and that's cool because it's, it's a great reference too. So, um, like I have, you know, a ton of templates for, for headlines and writing bullets, um, ideas for stories. So it's, it's easy for someone to go back and just like quick reference it when they, when you, you know, when you have writer's block and you can't think of something to write for the day. So, Um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. I have guys that who've been in the industry for extremely long time and they were like, dude, I, I found some real gems in there and I'm really glad, you know, I got the book. I was like, Oh, thanks man. I appreciate that. Um, because it's, it's just my perspective and like that, that can just completely change, um, you can hear something over and over and over and over again, but not really understand it because of the way someone's saying something. Yep. So if someone like weaves a story in that you relate to or just says it in a different way, like that can just um, flick a light bulb on. You're like, oh, wow, like I actually understand this now. <laughs> this is great. So I, apparently that's what I was able to do with a lot of the things. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. I, that I, was
2: – yeah. I was going to say, I can, I can understand that. Like, I'm even looking at like a lot of the psychology stuff and some of the, the science people are like, why would you read that book? Like, it's not going back in the studies. But what some of these books do and like your book does is it, it gets you into the market of whatever that topic is so that you can go down those rabbit holes but if, if it's said in a way that interests people and that they can get something out of it that's going to touch on them more than someone going and reading a boring copy book about writing copy yeah. or writing like you know what I mean like you're going to reach more people because it's digestible
0: I, I know the book is going to do is sensationally well um, I'm looking forward to reading it I'll be splashing it all over my social media when I do and I'm going to push a lot of these it's the, on
2: my Kindle right now I'm like reading it and I was, like, I was looking on Amazon.com and <laughs> I was like I was going to buy it and then it's on kindle unlimited you're on you're yeah. on my you're on my I, i've unlimited. either got
0: it i love audio books and, and that's where i consume most stuff and i don't think yours is on audio yet so not yet yeah you should to get that this year you but. should read oh, nice. it man yeah but I, I i'm like gonna it. read the physical copy but i like actually owning books like physical copies of them too and actually cool. whenever i know that we'll be in the same place i'm actually liam, gonna bring it and get liam you Nees- neeson yes we
2: reading his book for the audio like yeah, <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god that is how you sell <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> just I, tell him, be like, man, I'm all about wolves. Like, you well, got to do this. And, 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 you know, there's a precedent
0: for these kind of campaigns because I was just recently talking with Brett Bartholomew, who I met the same time as I met you, Joey, uh, yeah. down, at, uh, down at, just in Renton. So, and Brett, there was this huge campaign with his book, Conscious Coaching, which is really fucking spectacular. And they were trying to get Tom Hanks. Oh. And people were tweeting at Tom <laughs> and, and tagging him and stuff. And they were actually I trying get to get Tom you. Hanks to do the audio. Now, it's a shame they didn't because the guy that they got... Like, you know what? It wasn't great. He does a lot of like, weird voices, and like the book is amazing. We need a C but I just I wasn't I yeah. in love with the the guy who did the voice. So fuck, man! If you can get Liam Neeson to read it <laughs> in, well, in his voice,
2: let's be realistic. Uh-huh. Like I, I don't think we can get Liam, but like let's let's just brainstorm on like someone like we need a C list who will be like who needs something, but like people know Gilbert like, Gottfried Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you imagine him shouting and yelling your book?
2: We're just, we're just going to take this over for you. So if you don't mind giving us that, we'll find someone really good. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do it, but all right. No, actually, and, and it's you, like, no, you, you know what? Your voice isn't good enough. No, no, you, you probably
0: should do it. <clears throat> no, that's great. Uh We always ask people to, um, I, I'm running out of fucking books to go through because I go through them so fast. Is there a, a book you'd recommend
1: that has been really influential for you in your career? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, I read. Have you ever read The Big Leap? No, I haven't. Ooh, you
2: got him a new one. That's a, that's. I've never even heard thing.
1: of it. Um, God, I can't remember the author. And I, yeah. Um, let's see, something Hendrix, I believe. Um, yeah, it's a mindset thing, kind of like um, uh, Gary gay, gay basically Hendrix. like Yeah. 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 yeah yep. Um, an upper limit problem type of thing. It's, it's really good. I read it a while ago. Um, and that kinda was during a a big shift in my life. So like, I I always like, you know, I love that book and going back to it. Um, I I recommend like, I highly recommend that for people. Um, so yeah, the big leap is one, um, trying to think what else. On, I don't have too many on, on audio. I mean, have, I'm sure you read, like, Made to
0: Stick, right? Uh, yeah, actually, funny enough, I just got most of the way through it. Everything that Chip and Dan Heath do is sensational stuff. And yeah. my file was corrupted, so I actually have to go back and re-download it. But then I turn around and, and listen to Switch, which is one of their other books.
1: Yeah. And yep. recently,
0: Power of Moments, which is one of their books. Decisive. These guys, everything they do is good stuff. Yeah. No, Made to Stick yeah. is incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm sure like How to Win Friends and Influence People, Yeah, that's read. Yep. Yeah,
0: That was actually one of the first books I ever read uh, that was nice. a non-fiction book my dad suggested to me when I was probably in my both late, late teens, because I grew up on shit like Lord of the Rings and uh, uh, what is it, R.A. Salvatore's ah. Drizzit books, all the, the Dungeons and dragons type stuff, which fantasy fiction, which is fantastic. It's like,
1: go learn how to persuade people? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, that, dude. Um, it's funny you say that fiction is actually like a huge, like I, going back to like my coaching clients for like copy stuff. I I tell a lot of people to start reading fiction um, because it teaches subconsciously teaches you a lot about storytelling and um, and writing because like with with nonfiction books, you you know you have people there to. You know, they're, they're there to learn something specific. They're there, like the, the payoff is what, um, you know, what they're there for. So, like, that's how you have them hooked in for the most part. Um, then just like the writing has to be, you know, okay enough to keep them reading. Whereas, uh, fiction books, it's like, there's not like, like the payoff is the story. It's like them being in the story and being sucked in and engaged in like the entire way. Um, so yeah, I think fiction is, is great. Like, I actually, it's, when I slack on reading fiction, um, and it's not a lot either. Like I don't read a ton of it, but when I when I'm not like at least reading a couple pages, like often, um, I notice my creativity and like uh, storytelling isn't as good as it is when, when I am. Well, it's just expose yourself to a more diverse array of yeah.
0: stimulus when it comes to that. It's actually come up a couple times in our podcast, and I know that John Romanello and a few others have talked a lot about this. And we had Robbie Farlow on; he talked about it is reading, uh, Harry Potter seems to be one that comes up a lot in the fitness industry. There's there's two things to that. One is exactly what you just said and exposing yourself to story, well-crafted. Harry Potter may be one of the most successful book franchises of all time. and It was written in a very specific way and there's a lot of lessons in it. But here's another thing too, is it gives you something to talk about with your clientele and other people that's culturally relevant. And if all you're doing is immersed in excuse me <clears throat> technical manuals and reading research then it doesn't give you a whole lot of things to uh interact with other people and converse about because the last time I yeah. checked my clients weren't particularly interested in the in the uh, abstracts on the the research articles that I sometimes uh, get my hands on yeah <laughs> yeah did you have John on your on your podcast no he's someone that oh. uh, we talked with Robbie Farlow about it and I basically have a, a list, a grand overarching list where there's fitness professionals I want to get on. Like I said, I was chatting with Brett Bartholomew, so we're going to try to set something up in June to get him on. He's going to be great. Uh, we we have, made the list. We, made have, the list uh, we have we an anchor <laughs> guest. If, if you're familiar with the Fitcast and uh, Kevin Larrabee, he always brings back Dan John for his big episodes. We have Dean Somerset. He was our first. We So like I, we've set aside episode number 100 for him and shit like that. So we'll keep bringing him back. But uh, yeah, so John Romanello is sort of a, a guest that I'd love to have on. I know that there's certain things he will talk about. He's done so many of these, and mm-hmm. we're always trying to bring out something very different in every guest versus the usual appearances. Ask different questions instead of the same pedantic, repetitive shit that doesn't have any,
1: um, character yeah, or charisma. he, he to has it. the he huh? has the best rant on. Um, on why everyone needs to Harry, like ha- has to read Harry Potter, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and like, I love John; he's a good friend of mine, and it's just so funny. Um, like, here again, like I love it. Like, I haven't, I haven't read what? all of them. Ever I haven't read Yeah. After you say that, you didn't even read it.
0: I've never read anything. No I,
1: no, I just think no, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't think it's. Um, and I'm not saying it's the best thing ever. Like, I enjoyed it when I read it, but like I said, I don't read a ton of fiction. When I read fiction now, it's like I read the Jack Reacher novels because I love them. Oh, um, how,
0: how pissed off are you that like they cast Tom, little fucking Tom Cruise? As I Jeff like
2: Reacher. Tom. Oh,
1: well, you know what? What's funny is I actually I didn't start reading uh, the Jack Reacher novels until after I I saw the movie. So oh. it, Tom inspired
2: him because he hasn't made a bad. So you movie. actually read the book?
1: <laughs> None of it inspired me. Someone else was like, "You need to read this," and I write. It. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." And then I was reading. It. I'm like, "Tom Hanks wasn't a good like Jack Reacher." <laughs> I like it. I liked him in the movie. Like I thought it was good, but I was like. Yeah, this wasn't Jack Reacher. Oh, like he was he's a passive man. He's, he's Reacher is supposed to be yeah, six <laughs> five and okay. Tom Cruise is like
0: three foot that. eight but or like, something like that. If, yeah. I'm making a, if I'm
2: making a Jack Reacher movie, like you, you have Tom Cruise or someone yeah. uh, Tom Cruise is gonna sign off and yeah, like give me money. Well like, not well, it makes sense. All I
0: all I see with Tom Cruise is jumping on Oprah's couch. He's but, doing
2: another Mission Impossible. Like they have another one. He's like fifty five because what they're the he... only
0: things that he sells movie tickets to anymore because of his weird religion and his but That's crazy uh, like, name a bad
2: stuff. name a bad Tom Cruise movie. Oh
0: give me a more give me enough yeah, time. Exa- exa- exactly. You several, need
2: time so. to think about it. There, oh. no. I mean, all all his
0: pre Oprah couch jumping stuff's great. Like Top Gun is amazing. I can go back and watch that. But the new stuff
2: is just no, sorry. A smart decision. Everyone it was polarizing so more people went to his movies. Uh, so I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Let's. That's my rat. Maybe I need a 20-minute rat like John Romanello about Tom Cruise. I can do it. But I'm not. I'm not going to ruin the show because of that. Uh, where can our audience find you? Um, what's the best place to consume all things Joey?
1: Uh, so the the best place would be um, on my email list. So you can go to joeypercia.com. Um, I give you like a, actually my my workbook that's in addition to the book, which is fantastic in itself. So. That'll bring you on my email list and that's where I give my best stuff. And then I, I post a lot on Facebook as well. I'm actually going to go in because I'm not signed up for that. So I'm going to actually go sign up for your email list. Uh, no, guys, yeah.
0: I, I made a specific point of bringing Joey on here because, again, a lot of this stuff, copywriting, whatever, might not specifically seem like it applies to you know general fitness enthusiasts. He makes it sexy. But... I hope as you've been listening to this, you found this one really fun. We drew Joey out a little bit different than probably his other podcast appearances. But most of all, just go and follow him on Instagram. Go and follow him on Facebook. Get on his email list. He's doing really good things. And he's kind of doing something fairly unique in news. There's not a lot of people putting this kind of stuff out there. And seriously, consider picking up the book because I am going to pick it up. I am going to read it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I really think that there's a lot of positive takeaways here, and I think Joey's going places. I hoping you got a book number two in the works.
2: Yeah, feed the Ooh, wolves. No, feed not the right now. Wolf. Yeah, wolf. yeah.
1: We'd we'll, we'll definitely be writing about some wolves <laughs> in the next book, probably. So but that would be, that
2: would get attention. Like something to do with wolves, oh, yeah. and like they'd be like, "What is this about? Like, how is this gonna help me?" But they're gonna see Liam Neeson as like, the reading <laughs> the book. They just get it set up. Write a book for it. And then just put me in the reference. All I'm
0: picturing now is that if you've seen the video of Liam Neeson auditioning to be Santa Claus, if you haven't, just Google it, please, right now. It's fucking fed. Oh, it's so fucking funny. He's all serious and like, like, take it. I'm going to find you. I'll know when you're sleeping and all this sort of shit. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he failed. So, guys, uh, (laughs) thanks for tuning into this. If you're one of Joey's followers who's found us for the first time, uh, we've got a lot of really incredible episodes. You know, maybe scroll through our list and find someone like Dr. Spencer Nadolski or... Um, Jordan. He sounds... Jordan, like yeah, Jordan Syed. Like, if you great. like Joe's yeah.
2: voice, Jordan... Be nice. <laughs> i never <And> heard that <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. similar
0: And uh, you know if you like what you see We're trying to create something a little different Than what is already out there for the industry And bring out a side of our guests that you guys don't get to see And uh, you can like Share, subscribe, five star ratings That stuff is all valuable Joey thanks for coming on man we really appreciate it you've been amazing
1: Yeah thanks for having me it's been fun Shut up and sit, and sit down, down. Yeah.